Lecture Notes, Plato, The Allegory of the Cave. One of the most famous ideas in Plato's writings is his allegory of the cave. The allegory of the cave is in part an illustration of Plato's views about knowledge and reality. So be sure that you have read the lecture notes on the really real before reading about Plato's allegory of the cave. For starters, what is an allegory? An allegory is a literary device. It's normally a story or myth that's highly symbolic, and it's supposed to contain a lesson or deeper meaning. One fun thing about allegories is that because of their symbolic nature, they can have multiple interpretations. We'll talk about several different interpretations that the allegory of the cave might have, but first, let's just focus on the literal details of the allegory. If you haven't already, please pause and visit your textbook chapter and read the primary text excerpt on the allegory of the cave before proceeding. Also, if you enjoy learning via video, you might want to watch an optional video from Ted Ed about the allegory of the cave and its meaning. Plato sets the scene. Imagine an underground cave where from birth people are chained in place and are only able to look in one direction. Their backs are to the entrance of the cave and they're staring at the back wall. Near the entrance, behind them, is a fire, the only source of light in the cave. This fire casts shadows on the wall, including the shadows of the people in chains and shadows of puppets that are displayed in front of the fire. The people chained in the cave understand these shadows to be real because that's all they've ever known. Then, says Plato, suppose one of these prisoners is released and he makes it through the tunnel to the world above ground. When the prisoner sees the sun for the first time, he will be blinded by the brilliance of its light. Similarly, the objects that have depth and color, unlike the shadows he's always known, will confuse him at first, and he will struggle to understand them as real. However, with a bit of time, he will come to realize that what he formerly took to be real is not in fact real at all, and that he now knows the true reality. As the prisoner takes in this new true reality, he might begin to pity those he left behind in the cave. But if the prisoner returned to the cave, he would no longer be understood by those still chained. He would struggle to see in the darkness, and if he tried to explain what he'd seen, his former companions would think him delusional. If he attempted to free another prisoner to show him the truth above, Plato says that the chained prisoners would react violently to protect their version of the truth. Plato intends for the allegory of the cave to be an allegory about the soul's ascent to knowledge. Plato says that we in the physical world are like people living in a cave, and we assume that the things around us are totally and fully real. But if we can be pulled into the world, quote unquote, above, perhaps prompted by a, a philosopher like Socrates, we will see that the immaterial realm of the forms is in fact the true, really real world. But then, if we try to convince those around us that they are confusing, the changing and decaying physical realm for the eternal and truly real world, they will resist us and grow angry and think we're foolish. Socrates, after all, was condemned to death. However, we can read the allegory in other ways outside of Plato's epistemology. 
C.S. Lewis famously gave a retelling of the allegory of the cave in his novel, The Silver Chair. We can also read the allegory as being about political liberation or really just liberation from any sort of indoctrination or misleading set of beliefs. But the allegory of the cave can be a bit of a double-edged sword. Let's say you undergo a transformation in your beliefs and when you try to share your new outlook with those around you, you get a lot of negative feedback. Does this mean that you are a liberated philosopher, one of the few elite who actually understand the true way things are? Or are you just a misguided individualist who's living in a fantasy world? This problem becomes especially pronounced when it comes to conspiracy theories like, for example, QAnon. It's exciting and flattering for us to think that we are one of the few people who really understand the way things are. And in those moments, it's easy to interpret criticism from others as a sign that, well, they're still in the cave, resistant to the truth that you have discovered. However, not all criticism is a sign that you're a part of the enlightened few and everyone around you just has the wool pulled over their eyes. Remember that intellectual humility is a virtue. Sometimes criticism from the people around us is legitimate and we should listen to it. We might think we're the person who's left the cave, when in fact, we're the person insisting that the cave is the true world. The following meme points out that sometimes intellectual enlightenment isn't actually that complicated. It's just a matter of getting off corners of the internet that constantly reaffirm your own views and engaging with real people. This is obviously a simplification because there are plenty of nasty debates that can arise in real life between real people. But there's nonetheless a lot to be said for getting off the internet, out of your inevitable echo chamber, thank you algorithms, and engaging cooperatively with other people on a real world task. To describe the meme, the meme uh, shows the cave and the people staring at the wall are labeled internet users. The shadows on the back cave wall are increasingly insane and extreme positions. The people holding the shadows, cat like holding figures, casting shadows are labeled algorithms. The fire um, giving light that casts a shadow is random internet users expressing their idiosyncratic beliefs. And then just above is guy who logs off the internet literally just outside. You can of course see the actual meme in the lecture notes on Canvas.